if you're a lover of salt water and the big ocean blue. The idea of yachting and sailing around unique and idyllic destinations is totally your jam. Or exploring that little bit further on board an expedition ship, perhaps to tick that seventh continent off your bucket list. Then this is the episode for you. Join me and my special guest, Dan Coleman from G Adventures, as we dive into the travel style marine as part of our mini series together. Hey, I'm Steph, and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding, and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to onboard your perfect fit clients into your biz, download my free cheat sheet for lead generation systems you can use right now. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash cheat sheet. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. And welcome back to Unplugging Paradise, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Myers and I am your travel agent and host. In today's episode number 23, we are talking about all things marine with Dan Coleman from G Adventures. This is part of our mini series together with G Adventures. So if you haven't heard of them before, can I suggest heading over to episode number 16? You'll get a really good download on the company, what their brand message is and what they're all about. So listen to that one first and then pop back to this one and then you can get a better feel of what we're talking about in this episode today. Really looking forward to this one. We're talking about all things sailing. We're talking about all things expedition cruising. And there's also a special feature of the Galapagos Islands. So I'm really excited for that. So in the nature of being on a catamaran or a yacht somewhere in the tropical abyss of some atolls somewhere in Sri Lanka, hold my hand, let's stand on the edge and let's dive in. Hello, Dan. A big warm welcome back to Unplug in Paradise. Thanks for having me back, Steph. No worries. <laughs> it's nice to have you back on the show. And in today's episode, we're going to be chatting everything to do with marine and G adventures and also chatting about some personal experiences as well. I have a lot of personal experiences, Steph. This, um, this travel style marine um, is definitely, it's up there as one of my favourite ways to go. So um, I was really looking forward to um, chatting with you today. 
Me too. Now, would you please join me in acknowledging our country by recognising the generations of local Aboriginal people of the Bunjil Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of the traditional custodians and owners of these lands. So first up, Dan, I think, would you be able to give us a little bit of an outline of the different styles of marine adventures that G-Adventures do? Sure. Yeah, that's um, that's really important to cover off because I know last time that we got together, we spoke about the different travel styles that we have. Um, and marine was just one of those. And then once you get into marine, there's actually all these sub-travel styles. Um, and they're all amazing. Uh, or maybe I'll start with, I think, the Biggie, which is our expedition program. How does sure, that sound? Sure, yes, let's do it. Okay. So, um, yeah, this one here, it's, there's so many bucket list um, activities and destinations with the um, expedition program, but essentially it's both ends of the world. It's the poles, so mm. Antarctica and the Arctic. We have our own um, beautiful little red ship um, called the GE Expedition, and it takes um, groups of travellers. Now, it's really small. It's only 134 people on board, plus the crew and the um, expedition staff. And, for example, uh, we would depart from the bottom of South America, from Ushuaia, and we would head down to across the Drake Passage to Antarctica, uh, sometimes via um, the Falklands um, as well. So the expedition stuff, it happens over the summer season um, for the Southern Hemisphere. And, yeah, once we're down there, being that it's a small ship, um, the idea is that you're getting off the um, vessel often. So we're doing at least two landings a day with weather permitting. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there are a lot of rules around traveling to Antarctica and you know I'm so grateful for these it keeps it you know pristine mm. um, and for everybody to enjoy but um, the rules are there's the maximum you can land anyone at one site is 100 people mm. so um, how we work with that is we will send people off in groups we also have um, the photography zodiac cruises so we'll have a photographer on board and they'll be doing instruction as we go so we can get uh, a zodiac out there cruising up closer to icebergs or to um, colonies of penguins from the water and we can do photos we also have the kayaking mm. often as an optional extra so we'll get 20 people out kayaking and it's a very um, special quiet um, you know calming way of, of getting around and sneaking up on these penguins um, or the or the seals there um, by doing it you know under your own power which is the kayaking and then once you know we've got some people on land they're ready to head back we can get the other people who've been on the zodiacs or the kayaks on so you'll get maximum time spent um, actually exploring the continent of Antarctica. And that's what's great about going in a small vessel. Um, one of the things, well, the main thing, I think, apart from being small, that people love with us is we have a world-class expedition mm. team. So, yeah, there's no shuffleboard, there's no um, theatre, there's no casino, none of that nighttime entertainment that you'd expect on a cruise ship mm. maybe. But on an expedition vessel, it's all about learning. So uh, when we're at, at sea or in between, if we're sailing um, in the evenings, there will be lectures and documentaries being shown. So it could focus on flora, fauna, history, um, you know, how ice is formed or how the early explorers um, you know, sort of conquered, and I throw that, say that with quote marks, <laughs> the continent of Antarctica. Um, so there's a lot of learning, um, which is fantastic. So, yeah, it's a small ship. You get off lots, and then you learn a ton while you're there. 
Um, and that vessel also, um, in, on the off-season, after we've finished Antarctica, we make our way up to um, Europe and we'll do the Arctic season. So that's um, a bunch of trips through the Norwegian fjords um, oh, and then up nice. around Svalbard, um, out to Greenland, Iceland. So, yeah, amazing itineraries. And, again, on that same vessel, um, everybody, once you've done one, you have to go to the other end. So, And we, we get a lot of repeat um, guests on board, so, um, which is great. So, so that's expedition. Yeah. They are bucket list um, items as well. So the destinations that you're going to, it's not just, you know, something that's like quite popular. You are doing the bucket list items on these expedition trips. You are. It's for, I think, and not to, um, you know, not include everyone in this, but it's for very serious mm. travellers. And when I say that, it's for people who, you know, their bucket list is they have to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, we've talked about mm. this, but uh, once you're at six continents, that seventh continent, Antarctica, just bothers you until you're visited. <laughs> but it is pristine. It is beautiful. You feel like an explorer. You're further away from anyone else than you could possibly be. And you're doing it in a really, um, like, it's in a way that's sustainable. As I said, that learning, you come back, I think, better off um, knowing more about the planet and your place in it um, than, you know, before mm. you go. So, yeah, it is a bucket list for a lot of reasons. Um, just, you know, for saying that you've been to both poles or stepped foot on your seventh continent, but also um, the opportunity to learn more about the world. Um, that, that happens on board those ves- on, on board that vessel. So, so mm. expedition's really yeah. popular. And um, there is another um, part of our marine program, which doesn't see as many visitors, but again, it's a really cool little product, which is our mm. riverboats. So riverboats, People who think of G-Adventures wouldn't normally think of us Mm. in that space. Um, But again, it's nice and small. Um, We're going to Burgundy, the Amazon, and the Mekong. Um, So how we're doing this is, again, we have maximum 30 people on board. Um, We've got some included activities, as in we'll be pulling up to small docks or ports and going exploring. But there will also be time to go and do your Mm. own thing. Um, but being a small um, vessel, and they're really beautiful vessels as well. Um, but being small, um, you, there's no sort of set dining. Um, you don't, you're not allocated to where you have to sit or um, what time you have to come for that. Uh, lots of time to sit and just watch it all float mm. past. But again, you're getting off with the guides, um, with the local guides, and going and visiting, you know, really cool parts of the world. So, um, Burgundy is our uh, most recent addition to the program. But our most popular is the Amazon jungle. Um, and it's just a beautiful vessel that we have. I think it couples up really well with anyone that maybe wants to hike the Inca Trail or do something a little bit mm. more active, knowing that you've got a, a week or eight days to spend on a riverboat at the end is um, is a great reward after hiking all those kilometres to Machu Picchu. Yeah, that's maybe. right. And I think I think any um, any sort of sailing trip, in addition to touring, is definitely gives an a, a, you know an extra spin on things when you're traveling because you get to see destinations from a whole different perspective yeah and that's i think when we talk about low impact travel uh, being in, in that smaller group and having local yeah. guides from destination um yeah you just have access to things that you you wouldn't um if there was a big group mm-hmm. of you or even if you're on your own um you know i'm all for every type of travel i think there'll be a fit for everybody, be it a large group or independent or small group where we sit. Um, and they all have their pros and cons, but um, I do like our level of access that we offer um, versus maybe independent travel where, you know, you get to do your own thing when you're going on your own, which is great. But having someone who's 
who, who's grown up in that place and, you know, who is passionate about sharing it, that will show you something that, you know, your guidebook, your lonely planet. No, that's right. Um, yeah. And I will always, you know, I, we can't always be babysat on our trips. So I'll often do a few days on my own pre post or even a trip. Um, you know, one of those three trips that I try and do a year, um, you know, in a very, very <laughs> lucky year, um, I will do one on my own and go and get lost and go and figure it out and, you know, have mm. that adventure. Um, but yeah, there, there is a fit. And then I guess the the most popular sort of destination that we've got um, in this program as a single destination is the Galapagos. Um, and again, if we're talking bucket lists, I think this is on a lot of people's um, bucket list destinations. So the Galapagos Islands, um, really beautiful. I've been lucky enough to travel there. Um, people describe it, and I like how this is done. I think David Attenborough actually um, coined this phrase. It's the documentary, the nature documentary that you mm. walk through. And it really is. So if you don't know too much about the Galapagos, it's off the coast of South America. Um, it's in line with Ecuador and it's on the equator. And it's a collection of islands um, out in the middle of the ocean that um, is really famous for unique flora and fauna. So these are um, things that you don't find in other parts of the world or that have adapted specially to live in this part of the world. And the coolest thing about it and the part that about the nature documentary is there's no land predators. So there's the the wildlife don't have this um, inbuilt oh, fear um, nice. or, or caution around people. Yeah, so you can spot someone new to the Galapagos. It's quite funny. And I did it. You get off your Zodiac um, and all of the landings are controlled. It's all run by the, the park authority. Um, it's very sustainably um, run and all of the operators there are highly qualified and professional and it, it's very well done. Um, every trip, every landing has to be attended with a mm. um, naturalist guide and they've done years of yeah, study. Yeah, I love that. To That's great. Um, yeah, so, and they're walking around with you. You're in groups of, it's maximum 16 per naturalist guide. Um, so as you're walking, they're telling you things and then you'll find time to stop them and ask questions as well. But the part about the uh, nature documentary is the wildlife doesn't, they don't go in, they don't fly away or scuttle away when you arrive. So you can get really close. There are mm. rules about how close you get. And again, just like penguins in Antarctica, um, I don't know if the, the sea lions know the rules. So you'll sit down and oh. they'll make their way to you. Um, you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. Well, they don't that, know the rules but, as long as you're um, respecting them. Um, and if they come to you, then yes. they're the ones breaking it. Hey. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, yeah. And so you'll see people when they are on their first day, like whenever you see wildlife, let's say you're on safari um, or you're out viewing them, in the Amazon, you've only got, you know, seconds mm. in which to get a good photo because they'll spot you, they'll move. They don't do that in the Galapagos. So you'll jump off your Zodiac and you'll take a thousand photos before you realise that blue-footed booby hasn't actually <laughs> left its spot. Uh, maybe I can line this up and take my time. So, yeah, and they are, the, in my opinion, the superstar of the Galapagos Islands, the blue-footed booby. Um, they have these beautiful electric blue um, feet, and that comes from what they eat. And um, their mating ritual, their dance that they do, is it's really funny. Um, I do sometimes <laughs> think, like, they're my spirit animal. They dance, yeah. And they show off these blue feet. And the oh, more okay. the feet, the more attractive they are. But it's just really funny. It's very comical to watch. And again, you can get close, again, respecting the distance, um, listening to the naturalist guide, but you can watch this whole thing, um, you know, happen out in front of you, just like a documentary that you'd be seeing on TV and not going anywhere um, with the best angles. So Galapagos, we have five um, vessels that we operate there. Um, we have 
um, a new build which is coming. So that will take us to six, which is fantastic. Most of them are 16 people on board. Mm -hmm. So you have that one naturalist guide. Um, and then we do have one vessel uh, which takes 20, which is really cool because then that group of that you're out with cuts down to 10 mm. to the naturalist guide. And if you want to spend more time snorkeling or more time on the land, if you'd rather do the fast walk versus the beach visit or, you know, different things, you can do that. Um, we relocate the ships at night. So you'll wake up um, either, you know, in a new destination um, or across your meal times, we'll be moving around the island. So it's very well run, as I said, and organized. You won't see too many other mm. vessels at the sites. Again, they limit the numbers at each visit. Um, yeah, but the idea being that you'll see tons of really cool wildlife. Um, you'll actually visit some of the um, towns as well on the islands, um, but you'll have an educational, um, you know, onboard experience again, mm. uh, just like I mentioned for the poles. So, look, Galapagos is still one of our most popular um, destinations, and it couples up mm -hmm. really well with Peru. Again, I think go and hike to um, Machu Picchu, hike the Inca Trail with a week on the um, the vessel in the Galapagos to look forward to after. So, you know, a really cool sort of maybe two to three week yeah. trip. And what a way America. to end your itinerary on a high. Well, that's so, yeah, exactly. How many mm. bucket lists is that? And I would definitely get the hiking yeah. out of the way. Because if, you, <laughs> if you're anything like me, like, I, you know, I like to just get it done. I'll get up and get yeah. the, the hiking. Eat the frog. Eat the frog. Um, is that what they call so it? So knowing. Yeah. <laughs> eat the frog. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, look, having done the Inca Trail a couple of times, I would mm. definitely suggest get it done. Uh, look, it's it's incredible on its own, uh, but then you know that you've got someone cooking all your meals for you. That's right. <laughs> you, you unpack once and you wake up and and you're in like it's always temperate as well. It's like twenty four to or twenty four degrees year round. Like that, this is an average, yeah. easy temperature. And um, the water it doesn't fluctuate much. So depending on the season you go, all that means is you're going to see different um, wildlife doing different things. Um, so there's no real good like best time to go and. Mm -hmm. All of the islands have their appeal, um, so there's no best itinerary. Um, but, yeah, I think pick when you want to hike the Inca Trail. Let's say mm. if you are going to Peru or the Amazon, figure out the best season for that and then just mm. head across to the Galapagos after. Um, and then, yeah, you've got like that's, that's right. Is there any diving for sure. off the Galapagos Islands? Do you know? Yeah, it, there is yeah. world-class diving. So uh, what you want to do is if you are a diver, mm -hmm. um, you can talk to us about that. We don't operate yeah. the diving on our vessel ourselves, um, but there are, look, if you wanted to do that, you'll find plenty of um, operators that will do that, mm. live aboard um, and diving. But what you can do is organize, um, when we're in port in some of these towns, we can get a dive company to come pick you up from the vessel and then take you out for a couple of dives. Um, a friend of mine who um, I used to work with, Sue, she had an amazing diving experience in the Galapagos. There's a... Um, there's a famous rock that has oh, hammerhead wow. sharks circling it. Um, yeah. And I'd say dozens, if not up to hundreds of hammerhead <sighs> sharks on her dive. Um, yeah. And if you, you may not be into sharks. Um, a lot of divers, you know, that they've got a good um, yes. friendship. I've, I've with, dived with sharks, sharks before. Um, but there's you know, also. It depends on what type, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, there's oh, also whale incredible. sharks. There. And I think for a lot of people, that's, yeah, yeah. So the Galapagos is known as a great destination for whale sharks. They have a season. Um, and, yeah, getting there for that, that's, again, I mean, gosh, mm. we've said bucket list a lot of times. So there. on the um, list as well. Just there. pop it on the list. Um, and mm. that's we, we've mm. talked about this. Um, 
and it's so funny it's, that that, doesn't that lit, no 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 it doesn't if anything get it gets longer and longer and longer <laughs> yeah well you go to one place and be it you go on a small like let's yeah. say you go to the galapagos with g adventures and at the time of your life and then someone's on there and they've said oh you'll absolutely have to go to and they'll name a destination, let's just say the Amazon jungle, and you'll ask why, and they'll tell you about it and be like, that's exactly what I love about travelling. So, all right, I'll add that. And then you go to that place and then someone there will tell you about oh, the yes. next place. The ripple um, effect. <laughs> so, yes, that's it. I I didn't know this. When I first started travelling, and I, I think I sort of went came to it yeah. a bit young, youngish, but uh, my first overseas trip I thought, okay, so there's the 10 things that I want to do in my life and that'll be it. And then I can just sit back and, I don't know, get on with adulting. No, and it, it consumes wasn't like that you. At all. At all. Um, <laughs> the list gets longer. It's addictive. It I think yeah. like, the addiction is the itchy feet. You feel it, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Well, they call business, it the trouble bug for a reason. I'm like, cool, there's no antidote. <laughs> no. No, you think more yeah, travel, right. but no, that just makes it worse. <laughs> we're enablers, Steph. I think that's, that's what we're, it. we're admitting, that we're enablers. Those are the three. I mean, yeah, we've got the Galapagos, the expedition mm. program, and the riverboats. But I think the one that we wanted to talk about, and I think that interested us yes. both the most, is the sailing program. We've been doing this for, I'm going to say, six or seven years, maybe a couple more than that. But um, our mm. sailing program is beautiful, and we're traveling to some of the most beautiful parts of the world. Yeah. And I'll tell you about a couple of them. But, um, you know, we're in Europe, we're in the Caribbean, and we're in Asia. Um, and yeah, look, they're all small vessels. I think the maximum we take is 12. Um, the average is eight and it's, uh, an opportunity to either take part in the sailing, um, and, you know, help out right through to do nothing and just catch up on all your reading that you haven't had a chance to do. So, so where did you want to sail to? Um, I do have a question about the common duration of your Marine, the two different styles. So you've got the exhibition, the, the sailing, we know that river isn't, they aren't long itineraries and the Galapagos isn't a long itinerary either. Um, the differences between sailing, the, dur- the duration of the trips, generally expeditions a lot longer, aren't they, Dan? They can be, yeah. And look, I mean, the quickest expedition trip that you've got, let's say you want to go to Antarctica, mm. is 11 days. And that allows for two days each way crossing the Drake Passage. So you're really only in Antarctica, I think it's for five and a half days on that one. So I would do longer. Um, I would go for a 13 or 14 day if your mm. time and finances allow, um, because, you know, generally you're going to go once. Um, try and get those extra days because, you know, you can definitely see enough penguins, mm. but you don't want to see not enough. That that would be the problem. So, um, yeah, there, yeah, maybe let's say mm-hmm. two weeks in duration for an expedition. Then at the riverboats, yeah. they're about a week to 10 days each. Um, the Galapagos Islands, um, you've okay. got seven, eight and 10 day itineraries. Oh, if you want to wow. see everything, you need yeah. to do two 10 day back to back. That's sort of how that works. And then the sailing program, um, okay. we're looking at around about a week um, for each one. Now, some of these you can, like let's say sailing Greece, um, can actually combine trip to trip to trip and sort of <laughs> just have an endless summer sailing the Greek islands. Okay. But they're about a week in duration. Yeah. Some of them are point to points. Um, so you'll, you'll finish in a different destination to where you started. And then some are round trips. Um, so, for example, um, Thailand, we come back to where we started from. Um, same with Cuba. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's in the destinations the you you started saying that you're in Greece, Cuba. Okay, yeah. So um, let's let's okay. let's talk about Europe first because I think what are we about 
um, you know, the the um, hemisphere, the seasons, the summer season up there, we're looking at during the middle of the year, so um, June, July, really popular um, season for sailing in Europe. And we mm-hmm. are sailing in Croatia, Montenegro, um, and these are on little eight um, people yachts. Um, we're also sailing Greece the same way. Um, so, yeah, those are the two destinations that we've got uh, for sailing currently in Europe. Um, and that ticks off a lot. I mean, the Sailing Greece program, you know, I mentioned that you can piece together mm. itinerary to itinerary. Um, yeah, so that's what a lot of people will do. They'll come up with us um, and they might do a trip that, let's say, finishes in Athens. Um, and then they can jump on and carry on. Um, we've got these trips between Mykonos to Santorini. Um, you can do a 10-day um, sailing trip that comes back around from Mykonos to Mykonos. Um, or you can carry them on. So um, we could go from Mykonos to Athens or, yeah, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of different ways you can piece it together. Um, so you're looking at eight to wow. 15 Wow, days wouldn't max. that just be an absolute um, dream? Yeah, if you want to do different. It, it is. And the cool <laughs> thing about how we do this, we have, a, yeah. we have a start and end point, um, but the, the, the sailing's down yeah. to the wind and people's interest. So we will arrive, let's say. Sounds let's good. Go Sounds good. Uh, my bag's packed in. Um, in between there, you've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You've got uh, Napsas, I'm trying to remember, Ayas, yeah. um, Paris is in there. So. If, mm. if the wind's blowing one way, right. we may not be able to get to certain places. But if we have people on board who have a particular interest in, you know, I want to go to this um, island or I want to visit this um, town um, or I'm really interested in snorkeling um, or I want to fish uh, for dinner, we will piece that together and make it up. We will arrive in Santorini at the time and on the date that we said we would, but we make it up as we go. So it's not a it's not a cruise ship where you know you know on day four you're going to be pulling into this port. Um, being that it's a eight person yacht, we can find a secluded cove and drop anchor and stay overnight. Um, we can, as a group, decide let's spend the entire day on this island and we'll do our own thing and we'll meet back here for sundowners um, and then you know we'll start sailing early again tomorrow. Like we we make it up as we go, and one of the things you, you know um, that people love about this is. It's, mm. it's not a tourist itinerary. As I said, you don't know we're going to be in four or five days. This is what a traveler would choose to do. Um, so you have the skipper um, on board. And again, they're all highly trained and qualified to sail in these seas. Um, and they're our CEOs, our chief experience officers. So you, your guides. So um, they've got a lot of, they wear a lot of different hats um, on board. But what they will try and do, and again, it's up to people's level of interest in taking part. But, you know, they will try and teach you i love that i love that that's an experience that you can have while sailing that's right and sometimes like you might get a whole team that come together and um and you got you what you want to sail and um you tell the skipper like hey you take it easy we'll get us to the next place obviously they'll be supervising um but yeah it is a really cool adventure and like just making it up as you go is I mean that's that's adventure of and that's course. also holiday. Yes, and at you're the not you're not um and you'll you'll probably find this if you do a sailing trip, is that you do have the perfect opportunity to relax and also see the world in a whole new way, as well as having the opportunity to assist as crew. Um and also, yeah, having that freedom to go, hey, actually there's a really good reef up here let's stop take the kayaks go for a snorkel jump off the boat get those photo opportunities and really just live it live it yeah. the way you want so i love i just oh yeah i love it i've done it before and i just 
I can't wait to do it again. I have to wait for my son to grow <laughs> up, though, <laughs> if he wants to come with me. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that I mean, that's, yeah, yes, and what a cool definitely. thing to look forward to. Um, as you were saying, like being able to, you know, drop anchor and jump off and, um, you know, we do include um, on often a lot, lot of these vessels, mm. there's um, basic snorkeling equipment. Um, there'll be a kayak or a paddleboard, sometimes both. Um, so, yeah, the idea is, yeah, have that holiday, splash around in the water, um, and then at the same time, like there will be small towns and ports that we get to visit as well. So one that I was lucky to do, or going back maybe two years now, was our sailing Indonesia. Um, so um, we pick up just um, basically in Sanua, so, you know, on Bali, um, and we sail across um, to Lombok um, around the Gili Islands. Uh, it's a week mm. in duration. It's a catamaran. Um, and we had 12 people on board. Um, so... Yeah, like for that, we did have some longer sailing days and there's those nets at the front of a um, catamaran that you can lay in. Um, so everyone's got their books and just, they we're absolutely cruising and we've switched off. And then we'd be pulling into, as I say, um, some of the smaller towns and um, getting off and, and spending half a day walking around and going visiting and doing some cool stuff there. So um, what we will do is it's all mm-hmm. sleep on board, obviously. Um, we will match people um, if they're traveling on their own. We'll find someone of the same gender um, to put them into a cabin with. And um, if they would like their own cabin, that's an option as well. So, we, you know, we, we can look at, at doing that for them. They're not all ensuited. Um, that is something to remember. These are small yachts. Um, they are smaller vessels. And with that, you get the cool things that we're talking about, like the flexible itinerary and mm. not having to wait for anyone. Um, but again, like let's say there's four cabins, there'll be three um, WCs or, or water closets, mm. uh, bathrooms to use. So um, all the meals we provided um, on board, so your breakfast and um, dinners. And let's say if we're visiting a place for a lunch, you'll be able to do your own thing for that. Um, but yeah, like it is such a, a peaceful, beautiful way to go. Every time I've gone on one of these vessels, um, I've managed to finish a bunch of books oh. that I've been wanting to. You actually I've read on really holidays. Cool I've got... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's... is I, that I your way, to. The way yeah. to unwind? Dan? Yeah. Well, you can. It is. It is. Oh, absolutely. Like a good book um, for ultimate. me. That is mm. paradise. So. Yeah, and sometimes I'll try and build something into an itinerary, like a train journey, for example, on a trip. Like a local train is such a cool way to go. Like I love traveling overland and doing it that way. Um, And you can get up and walk around and meet people that way. But, you know, you can just sit and read a book because you can look up and see the the landscapes. It's not – you can't switch off a little bit from Mm. it and throw yourself into a book for a while. Um, But, yeah, as I say, when you're sailing, um, it's a good way to fill up the time. It's quite funny – you know, as soon as the the vessel has dropped anchor, yeah. you jump off the side, <laughs> no matter where you are on the on the boat, yeah, and you splash around like, and that's the cool thing about it. Like, you you might be sunbathing and dozed off, and you hear the anchor start going, and it's just right, I'm out, uh, jump. You know, you can roll out of bed <laughs> into the water if that's what you want to do. So our, our most popular destination for you know, and I know that we've got a lot of Australian and New Zealand listeners here, um, is the Maldives, and um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's an, again, a really beautiful destination. Um, we sail on a dhoni. So it's, when I say sail, it doesn't have um, mm. the sails, which we try, we try and put okay. up on all the other trips. Um, this one is motorized. It's just eight people on board. Um, and we're just visiting assholes. There's um, fishing villages. There's deserted islands um, that we get to go for. And it couples up really beautifully. You can spend a week in Sri Lanka. Um, and then fly from Sri Lanka um, down to Male and jump on the vessel and spend a week 
um, sailing around mm. the atolls of, Ma- of the Maldives. Yeah. Um, you've had yeah. your culture and now you've got your relaxing. And so it's a perfect, it's a perfect trip. You get back after two weeks of that and you've ticked so many boxes. And it, those are the That's ones right, you're planning like, it on the way home. need another holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you're emailing Steph from the airport. <laughs> I know, next, I love Steph? that. What it's, am I doing um, next? Yeah, like I said, there's no antidote for it. It's just all or nothing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so those are some of the destinations. As I mentioned, um, we've got the Caribbean, so um, Cuba is in there, the British Virgin Islands. Yes. Um, Cuba's always popular with Australian, New Zealand travellers. And, um, yeah, again, do that week overland, get the culture maybe 10 days, and then um, from Havana we'll transfer you down um, to the south coast um, and put you onto our catamaran there. Um, really cool CEOs mm. on board um, that one. Um, they're all from that part of the world. And um, being in there, like, I mean, you don't have to partake, but I, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, the possibility for Cuba Libres. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or Didn't realise you guys um, did if, if Cuba because it's um, um on board. it's actually quite a safe way to go if you're a young traveller wanting, wanting to experience Cuba. There's plenty of tours and mm-hmm. things like that going around, but yeah, doing it by, you know, on the water that would be that would be exquisite. It, it is. And again, like the, this is what I, I say, like always, I think you should, if you've got two weeks, if you've got, again, the time, the mm. finances, do the overland, mm. um, do the culture, meet people, communities, do activities, and then jump on a vessel and, and switch off and enjoy, you know, what it's got to offer from that side, from the coast. So all of the, the, um, the sailing Cuba, that's got a really great um, partnership with some of the, the land programs. Um, Indonesia, um, one that I've done, it starts in Jakarta, finishes down in Sanua. So it's a week um, using train mm. to get yourself there with two homestays along the way, which is really cool. Um, Sri Lanka, um, that's a newer program of ours. But again, we've got a lot of interest in Sri Lanka. Um, Thailand is the same um, and the Maldives. So, I mean, I think the most special one and like I love this, but we have a, a travel style, so we're leaving Marine for a second, called local living. So local living is essentially like if you've ever wanted to mm. rent a villa yourself, but the cost is prohibitive or prohibitive, or you um, you want to meet, you know, you want people around. Um, we have a program where we're staying in agri turismos, which are farmhouses mm. or, or family villas in destination, and we stay in that one place for a week um, exploring just that town or just that region. Um, and then we'll head out. So we've got these in um, Mongolia. Um, you'll find them in the Amazon. Um, and then you'll find them in, in cities in Europe. Um, so we've got a really great one mm. just outside of Dubrovnik in Croatia. So it's 45 minutes out. The family comes and picks you up. There's a kitchen on site. Every photo <laughs> from that trip is food. So they cook for you a lot. You get to know a family in a region, a small region, really well. And then you jump on a yacht and get to know either Croatia, the coastline, or even you know uh, more popular these days is heading south into Montenegro um, and doing a week on a vessel. I mean, I know I've gone, I've said it a few times. Yeah, that's right. Well, we will be covering local living in another episode, so stay tuned. tuned. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, I also just wanted to share a trip that I did to Thailand. So I did one of your, um, just a really short sailing because it was a seven-night sailing from Phuket, round trip to Phuket. And I only did it for four nights, but I could have easily stayed on. I was just really strapped for time because, you know, travel agents, we have to get back to work. So what I found was, (laughs) is that 
going going on a boat. Like I, I rocked up to the to the catamaran, and I was standing next to another another catamaran, and I was thinking, okay, this is our one, but it was the brand new one next door. That was our one. It was a thirty-three foot cat. Its name was Ying Yang. Great. And we were greeted by a skipper and the most adorable little Thai chef. She was just incredible. And yeah, it just felt like you had mum with you on your holiday. It was just so she was so warming and she was so accommodating and she was just helpful in any way possible. And I actually just really enjoyed chatting with her. Um, just about learn about her life, learn about her family, her lifestyle. You know, she's working as a chef on board all these beautiful boats and, you know, G Adventures would locate her to different places in, around the world. So she'd be, you know, cooking <laughs> cooking everywhere <laughs> around the place and then coming home to her family a few times a year. So it's um, it's definitely so good to get in depth, get get the backstory of what the locals are doing. And also, it just feels like you've got a backstage pass to all the popular locations. Just, you know, you'll be anchored just off the beach. And like you were saying, Dan, every every exit off the yacht or catamaran is a dive or a somersault or a fl- belly flop. <laughs> <laughs> and you dive, yeah, you dive straight in and, That's right, you know, yeah. you swim to shore. And then when you get on shore, you realise that you're the only ones there. So right before, yeah, right before all the, um, mm. all the, yeah flux of visitors and tourists I'm saying in inverted commas come to the area so one special thing about this particular trip I did a few years ago was I really wanted to have breakfast at Pipi Lay and if anybody's not sure about where that is it is Mm -hmm. the island where they filmed the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio so a little part of me still thinks to this day that because of that movie I am now a travel agent because I wanted to go to and discover places exactly like that place because I was just so in love with you know the tropical blue water the insane you know fresh greenery everywhere and I know a lot of the greenery in the movies not the greenery I'm referring to <laughs> but it's just so lush and um yeah so I fell in love with it so my bucket list item was we're getting up early, we're sailing the cat into the bay and we're going to sit there on, on on the boat, have our brekkie, we're going to do some snorkeling and then be the first ones to land on the beach. So I managed to tick that off the list and I tell you what, like our Thai chef, she just cooks so much food and she, you know, at the end of it she goes, oh, oh, you all full? You want some more food? And I, no, sorry, no, we're full. Yeah, thank you. She goes, I feed the fish. <laughs> It's like, no, no, just wrap it up. We'll have it later. It's, it's all okay. And then it goes. It just goes straight overboard. Just the fifth frenzy. It's just... And then, yeah, I asked if I could snorkel and, and video her while she was throwing all the all the food in the water. It was just nuts, just fish everywhere. <laughs> but it's such an experience, mm. like, like once in a lifetime. And how beautiful is it? Yeah, Kopipi Lay. And you, it's the funny thing is, is you hear – because I've, I've had the same experience mm. and and you can only get that access if you sail no. there. Um, you can't stay overnight. And if you're coming with everybody else, mm. you're on those longboat, um, you know, with the outboard engines um, racing from, you know, nearby islands and you just come in a flotilla. Um, there's just a convoy of, of them. So, yeah, you probably get, I don't, I'm trying to remember, maybe like an hour from sunrise mm. to the first so- longboat coming. Um, so yeah, like I've had, yeah, but and how, I mean, 
how beautiful here you are now you know that watching that movie inspired you and, and you got to tick off that mm-hmm. item and yeah as you as we both just sort of mentioned you, you can't get that without sailing and that's what um, mm-hmm. a lot of the sailing program is about it's about escaping the crowds um, it's about going places that you know large cruise ships just could, simply couldn't dock or, or get to um, or, or you know wouldn't be able to sustain them visiting there uh, but mm, also that's right, and I'm just so glad because, because there are other people I was travelling with as well, and I'm just so happy and blessed that the CEO realised that that was such a bucket list thing for me to do, and he honoured that, and he made it happen. He got the the boat ready after a big, massive night mm. partying at Kopipi Island the night before. We didn't all get to bed until really late, but he was up at the right. dawn, you know, bringing up Enka. The chef was on board. She was busy cooking away <laughs> while we were sailing on the way there. So basically, brekkie was was served on arrival. It was just <laughs> oh, that's rough making people sail. Um, yeah, yeah, because so so you good. can get your bucket just, list. Yeah. No, I get it. I get. It. I've done it. Yeah. One thing I will say, and and I think this is important. When I first got on mm. the vessels, like, and I've done a number of these different trips around the globe. For some mm. reason, I just thought we're gonna have we're gonna be partying a lot. And I know you and I just mentioned that, but um, there's def- there's something about the people will socialize but there's no huge late nights like we've got a small Mm. vessel sound carries at night we've had an active day you know people have been out on the water paddle boarding snorkeling visiting islands etc it's actually quite wholesome um yeah there'll be some drinks or you know there will be um nights where we'll go and visit um a town and we'll actually have a night out if you want that but um yeah it's not a lot of partying um, even the, like the Croatia and the Greek island trips, which I know there are some um, operators mm, who no, they specialise no. in the Yahoo. Um, that's not us. Um, yeah. And, you know, because we take um, all, all ages, all demographics, all types of traveller on board. I think it's important to mention that because mm. um, if you're looking for it, um, it's probably not us. Um, and there's other people for yeah, it. But I'm if not you a big partier, but we did um, along, stop at Krabi and get some beers and stuff and bring them back on the boat just one of the nights and we just stayed up we just played cards Mm. we told stories we shared experiences and just like you were saying before like different different people have been to different places and then there was one guy on our um on our trip who literally this was his first trip out of australia and man didn't he get a shock (laughs) oh wow (laughs) oh that's great i i I mean i love yeah i love meeting people who are early on their on their um, travel journey um because you know, you're just so excited for them. Oh, you've got so much to see. Um, and then, yeah, you try and temper mm. it because you and I and anyone listening to this, I'm sure, is passionate about travel. You, you no, can't come on too right. heavy to people on their first trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lovely. Look, I from pretty much every trip I've been on, um, you know, people learn, oh, you work for <laughs> the adventures for the business. Oh, um, can we stay in touch? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'll put That'd you through to my friends. <laughs> I'll look after them. Um, speaking of being looked after, you've got the CEOs on board. Can you elaborate a little bit more about how and why they are so passionate about what they do? I can. Yes. I can. So um, CEO or Chief Experience Officer is pretty much G-speak for um, tour guide or tour manager or skipper, tour leader, etc. So, And we do like to do things a little different. Um, and, you know, Bruce... The founder of the business, he gave up the title CEO and founder, um, I guess it might have been seven or eight years ago now. Um, and the mm. idea being that our, our people on the ground. Oh, he gave the them status. I love so it. He, you know, he That's gave cool. them you know, that title. I realize that. Yeah. 
Oh, easily they're the most important people that work for the business. Um, yeah, I'm constantly inspired by um, the CEOs that I meet. So, yeah, it made perfect sense to me. Um, it, you know, it was, uh, we had to get our, like a lot of our people, um, they wear G branded gear. Like let's say like, they're on a trip and they wear, as the guide, they wear something that says CEO on it. Um, like, they get a lot of looks. Like, like that guy? This, do I have to impress this person? Is this the is this the owner of the business? It's like, no, it's not the owner, but yes, you have to impress this person. They are very important. So anyway, they are your built-in best friend um, from start to finish. They're with you for the entire duration of the trip. Um, they're highly qualified. Um, they've gone through a really we it's not easy to become a CEO for Geo Adventures. You have to be very good. And it's not just knowledge and destination. Um, you know, you have to be very, I think you have to be a good people person, um, you know, because you might have a group of people for 40 days who have never met, who are mm. traveling on transports they've never used, who are having late nights, um, who are away from home, and you've got to keep that group cohesive and on track. And at the same time, like your story about co Lay, you've got to make sure that this is the trip that people mm. want, you know, that they've given us money to it and they expect from us. Um, so, look, they're very, I just think they're very good people to begin with but they're very passionate about travel and very passionate about people um so most of our uh, well, mm -hmm. i'd say 99 percent of our ceos are from destination so let's say we're like and i'll talk about overland for example let's say we're in um we're doing a loop of indo indochina and uh, we might use someone from mm -hmm. thailand to guide us through the rest of indochina so we'll, they will take us through vietnam and, and laos and cambodia um but in that um you know they would have either from destination or lived there for a long time. So we do have some people that have been, you know, um, or there's an Australian guy who's leading trips around Thailand for us for a while. He's, he's lived there his entire adult life and is married in and speaks, you know, local language. So um, either been there a long time or from there. So a little bit of a difference with um, the CEOs mm -hmm. on board is often they will take the skippering duties as well. So if it's a yacht, they will be the skipper. So that would be um, our European sailing with the, catamarans which is um the stuff in asia and in the caribbean um these catamarans will have a skipper we'll have a cook um, and we'll also have um the ceo so i mean there's a really cool story about what our ceos do and i know i shared um, a little bit of it with you previous to this Steph, and it's about um scott who um, was one of our skippers um, on our Greek <laughs> island sailing program um scott the scotsman um and he tells such a, an amazing story but um, this is what a CEO does, and this is what G Adventures is about. So he talks about taking a group of people that have never sailed before, turning them into a team, and just going for an adventure. So what I talked about mm -hmm. with the Greek islands is we start mm -hmm. and finish where we say we will, but we make it up as we go. And um, he's found an island, um, and what he, what he tries to do is sail there on a full moon. It's a deserted island. No one lives there. But there's a Greek Orthodox church um, with a patio on the island. That's the only thing on the island. <laughs> So he's hidden a barbecue on this island. So under the full moon is, yeah, <laughs> he'll take this group of, you know, people, eight people, um, and he'll, he'll back the, um, the vessel, the, sh um, the yacht up to the jetty and all disembark and have a, um, you know, full moon barbecue on this island. There is a family um, that, sail, that they row over every night and light a candle in the church. So those are the only people that visit. Mm. Yeah. And so, Here's something that's so unique. It's so off the tourist no. trail. There's not a single Lonely Planet book that's ever written about it, and no cruise ship could possibly fit there. But this is something that Scott, the CEO, who's passionate about what he's doing, um, 
and and that he can present. And of course, he shared that with you know the other skippers, so everyone got a chance to <laughs> maybe visit the holy patio, as Scott um, termed it. But look, I think that sums up G, and I think that sums up our sailing. And definitely sums up our CEOs. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I think, really well. I think, so, um, look, I love that story. Just from um, feedback that I've received from past yeah. guests relating mostly to the sailing trips is that everybody comes home raving about them. And you generally think that they'll come back raving about the experience and the destinations, but they don't. They come back raving about the CEOs. And it just feels like they're the way, the wheelhouse to G Adventures trips, not just sailings, but every itinerary that you do, the education, knowledge, passion, and everything just seems ongoing. Yeah. And as I said, like I, I've worked for G Adventures for over a decade now and I love it. I love the people, but I always thought there'd be a limit mm. to that. Like, you know, just how impressed can I be with an organization? But then I met, CEO after CEO um, and you know it's been a bit of a downtime in the industry uh, most recently and they've been doing virtual tours Ooh. for us so they'll be leading us around you know an area that they specialize in and I'm reminded I'm like these people know so much and they're so good at presenting it and I love their manner they're professional they're friendly they're warm um, so yeah you'll find across the different travel styles it'll attract a um, often a type of CEO so our wellness CEO will be very different maybe to our um, 18 to 30s or our um, National Geographic journeys will be different to our marine. Um, but, yeah, as I said, they're all highly trained and really well supported. We have local officers. They're in constant contact with um, their support team um, if that's needed, and, and hopefully that's not. Um, but, yeah, there's the full, you know, the full might of G Adventures and, and the people that work for it, um, you know, supporting that CEO to make mm. sure that, that trip for our travelers yeah. is, is amazing. And they do talk about the CEOs. You're right. Um I often get to read reviews that people um, submit after they finish a trip and two thirds of them are, you know, I love such and such CEO name or this person couldn't have been better. Um, they made us feel um, safe. They suggested things. They went above and beyond. Like it's constantly comments about them. And yeah, it, it is, I think what makes a difference um, between us and maybe doing it on your own or, um, you know, maybe going with another operator that doesn't, yeah. Maybe it doesn't have the CEOs that we have, um, all the tour What managers. a way to make friendships so, too. Yeah. You know, and, and like to make just a, like a globalised friendship. Because that, that skipper or CEO mm. or um, whoever may, may then move on to a different destination as well. Or you keep in touch with them and see if you can meet up with them again on another trip. Yeah, that happens so much. People say, I want to do, and they'll name a trip, and they say, but I want and they'll name someone to be oh. the guide. And, and you know what? We can sometimes make that happen. You know, we will. Um, we'll work out their schedule and we go, okay, you need to book this date. And, yeah, that's really funny. And even with these virtual tours that I just mentioned, people came on purely because of the CEO. And so I was moderating and I have all these comments coming in. Can you tell, you know, tell Tony, I say hello, it's Susie from Melbourne or it's, you know, it's Steve and, and Beryl and Kim from, from Australia. Like, they know it's us. so funny. They do. These CEOs, they're rock stars. Yeah. Saying yeah. before about um, the different traveller mm. types that tend to – jump on the marine specialized trips and how they're travelers not tourists well yes so that mm. is true and i know um last time mm. we spoke you asked around you know who are the type of people that would do a adventure trip and all sorts so i think you know if, if the idea of 
um, a little bit of adventure, you know, a little bit of the mm. unknown. Um, as I talked about with itinerary, start, finish, when and where we say, but we make it up as we go. If you like the idea of being a little bit hands-on um, or, or the chance to explore on your own, um, you know, being part of a small group, eight to 12 people, um, I think that this would be the type of itinerary that you could really enjoy. And in saying that, I'm going to, mm. I mean, I've got one review here and I've, I've removed names, but I, I just love it because this one here, it stood out to me. <laughs> and this is, we've asked them what they said and they, they came back. They went to Cuba with us and it was a 10 out of 10. And it's with, what was I thinking? Cap, um, capital, uh, sorry, exclamation, question mark. Going on a oh. catamaran when I can't swim, snorkel or kayak and 63 years old. <laughs> As it turns out. I had a thoroughly enjoyable time, met a greater bunch of people, visited the beautiful islands of Cuba. Wow. The GMS staff always make you feel welcome. So that was just a short part of it. Um, but it <laughs> yeah, I had you know, to get a doctor's certificate before he left home. <laughs> <laughs> no limits, no limits. I love that. that. Yeah, so Freedom that's, and flexibility. That's, that's, that's if cool you've thinking. got both of those, you're yeah. perfect. Ready to go, ready to sail. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, I, um, I like to think of myself Ooh. as a bit of a, a, a scuba diver, free, like a, a water baby. I take my, you know, well, I've, I mean, like I said, I like to think, but anyway, I take away some of my gear, like my dive, um, sorry, my yeah. uh, free dive um, fins and, and mask and snorkel. And I spend a lot of the time mm-hmm. in the water, um, you know, working on that depth time. Um, so, you know, you may not be able to swim or snorkel or you may be very good at it and it, you, there'll be things that will work for you on board a sailing trip. And as I said, I think coupling it with the cultural sides of the trips, like extending out and doing some time beforehand on, an, on a trip overland, um, you will get to know a place really well and you'll reward mm-hmm. yourself for some relaxation. Yeah, sounds, um, sounds fantastic. So How do we find do out it. more, Dan? Tell me. All right. So, um, as I was saying previously, like we've got the website, um, there's plenty of information available on all the socials. We're very mm. available, very accessible. Um, but look, mm. you've travelled with us. Um, you know how the sailing goes oh, there. Fantastic. Um, Thank so you. Yeah, you all, all of the details will with. be in the show notes as well of how to get in contact with G Adventures and myself as well. If you want any more information, I might um, put in some photos from my sailing trip so you can get a little bit of a snapshot of what it entails. And yeah. You can look forward to planning some sailing trips because, but to be honest, I can't think right. of anything better to do right now. Oh, this has been fantastic. Thank <laughs> same, you so much, bit. Dan. It's just yes. been incredible to hear about your personal experiences with G and also, you know, taking us all around the world today. Thank you so much. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Wow, such an incredible episode. Thank you so much, Dan, for filling us in. Guys, there is so much in the way of show notes from today's episode, so I'm not even going to go into trying to cover them right now. So you'll have to pop over to travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 23. It's all in there. I've got videos. I've got photos. I've got links to the different travel styles. I also just want to rehash on something that is such a unique thing to the marine travel style is that you can actually be a major part of your trip by way of involving yourself in being part of the skipping crew, you know, lowering income, making sure everybody's having enough water on board or rationing the amount, you know, length of showers that they're having. You can be 
as much a part of it as you want or as little a part of it as you want. But it is so much fun being a part of it and choosing to be a part of it because that is what makes long-term memories. If you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating and review. That would make my absolute day. Thank you so much to those who have been doing it already. I so love reading your feedback. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified of the new episodes that get released every Wednesday. And if you're a Spotify lover, make sure you click follow. And that's it from me today. You'll hear from me next week. Take care, everyone, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. And sometimes my mommy just got it. He's a traveling agent all day. He works so hard. He's a traveling agent and loves me. Oh, 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 oh